Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast, and happy 2021. So this is officially the first episode I'm recording in 2021, and you know, the energy is different. Yes, there's a lot of things that are going on that are still the same, that we are going to have to overcome, that we are going to have to learn from and move through. But I don't know about you, as soon as around the, the starting around the 30th of, of December and moving into about the third, I was feeling a major shift in just the collective energy, the universal energy. And it's felt nice, honestly. It felt like there was tension, 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 tension building. And then finally like this release. Now, when any new year rolls around, there's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves. There is a lot of hopes and dreams and goals and resolutions, and all of those things are beautiful. But if we are not basing them from a place of love, they are very short-lived. And if we are looking for a new year to fix all of our problems, that too is very short-lived. You know, I've, I have watched for hmm, probably since about 2016, 2016, 17, 18, 19, all the way into this year. And each year people are like, this is my year. This is going to be great. And then I've also seen all of the, the, the infographics and memes come out where it was like 2017, you're a caterpillar, 2018, you're in the the chrysalis. And then 2019, you're finally a pretty little butterfly. And then it changes for the next year and it changes for the next year. And that is both something that I believe is false and true at the same time, because we are ever evolving beings. We are ever evolving. And because we are ever evolving, we are constantly going through deaths and rebirths. That cycle never stops. You know, I heard a a beautiful quote. I can't remember the, the full quote, but it said, we've attended a thousand funerals for ourselves within our lifetime. And that's very true. Each time we grow, each time we change, we are in effect attending this little funeral for herself. And some of them are bigger and some of them are smaller. For, I know in my own life, and I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes, when I left the military, I had to deeply, deeply grieve who I thought I was. 
because I could no longer be that person. My soul wouldn't let me. My body physically wouldn't let me. I had to change and I had to let go of everything I thought I was. But what that allowed me to do was come back into my soul to see who I truly am, which is not what I do. It is how I be. So how you are being, who you are, your, your core values, your heart, your soul, that's who you are. And everything else is labels. You know, right now my label is energy healer and spiritual life coach and medium. And while those are going to be parts of me, who knows what I'm going to be doing in 20 years, 10 years, five years, I don't know. I mean, I foresee myself doing this work for a very long time, but the titles might shift. You don't have to choose one title and be that for the rest of your life. That's just a label. It is who you are at the core that, that is who, in fact, you are. And the, the labels have nothing to do with it. They're just pieces of you that come in when they're meant to and exit when they're meant to. And this is why, especially if you are an entrepreneur and starting a business, you will shift what you call yourself over time. That's why you go through rebrands. I mean, it's whatever you are doing in life, you are constantly growing and shifting. So you have to allow yourself to do that. And part of that is in fact, the grief cycle, the death cycle, honoring the parts of you that no longer actively coexist within you. They're not at the forefront. They're not guiding you. They will forever be a part of the fabric of who you are. But they're just one of the layers now. So as we come into a new year, a new month, a new quarter, any new experience, there is always this renewed, fresh energy. And that can be amazing and beautiful, but we have to understand how to deeply harness it so that we can continue the momentum forward until such a time that we are ready to let it go. Now, part of moving this energy forward, this momentum forward, means that you have to find sustainable ways to keep the energy flowing. I don't know if you've ever experienced this in some way, whether you've gone on a vacation or a retreat or even summer camp or something like that as a kid. Maybe you stayed at grandma's house for like a week and it was the best thing ever. And you felt all of this really, really great energy and you come home and you're still feeling this really great energy. And then within like a week, maybe two, it starts to fade. And maybe you made, you had like a lot of intentions, you learned things, you made changes and you're like, oh, I want to do all of these things. 
And then at, at about that two week, maybe three week period, you're like, okay, I still want to do all these things, but I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it anymore. And then you start falling back into old patterns. Now that's normal, especially when you are in some kind of like high vibrational environment. And then you come back into your regular way of life. That ebb after that high frequency flow is natural, but you don't have to necessarily lose it, which most of us do. It's like we, we fully let go of the energy and the intensity because we haven't learned or rather remembered how to keep that energy moving forward. And the biggest key for keeping that energy moving forward is love. And you've heard me say this before, but you cannot hate yourself into making changes. It might be successful for a little while, but it is not sustainable. And whether it is personal changes, business changes, if you are operating out of a frequency that you are not enough, that there's, there's not enough, there's lack, um, that there's problems that you need to fix, if you are operating only from that, you will burn out. And you'll either see no success because you'll keep spending in that, or you'll see some success and then again, burnout. But either way, you're going to reach that period of burnout and you're going to get discouraged and you're going to beat yourself up because you're not, you're not looking at the root of things. You're not looking at a deeper reason as to why you want to change. You know, a great example and I, that is so simple to use is weight loss. I myself have gotten stuck in this pattern for many, many years, and it took me quite a long time to come out of it and to heal it. And yet, and every so often, and again, this healing is never about perfection, but every so often it creeps back in. These old feelings creep back in for me. And I have to really check myself when they do so that I don't go back into that old pattern. But you know, Weight loss, again, is a great example. Most of us want to lose weight or get in shape because we perceive that there is something wrong with us. We believe that maybe fat is bad. Maybe that's our programming. Maybe if we are carrying extra fat on our bodies, we are not lovable. And normally what people do is they're like, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to feel good about myself. I want to do all these things, but they don't enjoy with the exercise that they're doing. They're not looking at healing the roots of the wounds underneath the reason why that they want to lose that weight. So there's, open-hearted ways of addressing anything that you want to do in your life. And then there's closed-hearted ways. Closed-hearted ways operate from fear, from lack, shame, anger, not enoughness, not safe. 
And when you are operating from those frequencies, like I said, you may have some success, but at some point you're going to pop out of that flow and come into your regular pattern of ebb. So with weight loss, that might look like being really consistent for a couple of weeks and then you don't work out for a couple of months. It might look like binge eating, self-sabotaging. It might look like not wanting to put in the, the effort because it's too hard. It might be looking in the mirror and constantly beating yourself up because you're not seeing progress fast enough. It might be never accepting where you're at. You're basically hating yourself into making changes because you're not enough or your life is not enough. Something is not enough. So in order for it to be enough, you want to make the changes. You want all of these things to happen so that you can feel good. But that's actually very backwards. You need to learn how to feel good so that you can then have those things that you want, so that you can accomplish the goals that you want. And this is where you need to love yourself into doing things. You have to love yourself into making changes, into taking action, into healing. Love has to be at the root of everything that you do. That is what makes everything sustainable. Now, part of understanding how to start using love in this way is you have to understand who you are becoming. That highest version of yourself, who are you becoming? And some of the details of who you are becoming, you don't need to necessarily focus on that. Some of you may be very good at future projecting in that way, and some of you won't be, and that's okay. There's no judgment wherever you're at. And don't, if you are, if you're not that type of person who's very detail oriented in that way, but that works for you, that's fine. I'm like that. Sometimes I can be detail-oriented when I'm future projecting, and other times I just know where I'm going, and I don't worry about details. And that's where sometimes, especially in manifesting, we can get tripped up because we don't necessarily need to have all of the details. But what you do need is how you want to feel and the purpose behind things. Because a lot of times getting all of those details can actually block us from achieving things, from receiving. So you need to understand who you are becoming in order to make changes with love. So your highest self, that highest version of you, If you want to, you can go into like where they, where you might live, the type of home you might have, the type of vehicles you might drive. You can go into the more material stuff, but what is most important is how you feel, how you act, how you respond, how you serve, 
how you show up in the world. That is the most important thing. So I know for me, the highest version of myself exercises regularly. The reason I exercise regularly as the highest version of myself is is because it gives me energy. It gives me the energetic capacity to do the work that I'm meant to do here in this world. It helps me feel good. And when I feel good, I do better work. It helps me sleep better. And when I sleep better, I have more energy to do the work that I'm meant to do in this world. It makes me feel confident about myself because I'm energetic. I am sleeping well. I am feeling good on, in every cell of my body. And that brings out inner radiance. It helps me feel more radiant because I can feel the life force running through my body. It connects me to spirit even more. Eating high vibrational foods. That's another thing my higher self does. And high vibrational foods means foods that are typically more organic, that are local that are not full of chemicals and preservatives. I try to eat as naturally and whole as possible, but I also know that my higher self does not want to deprive me. So my higher self will enjoy other foods. This is, and this is the thing is your higher self, this highest version of yourself that you are constantly becoming and moving towards is not perfection. It's not perfection. It's not all or nothing. It it encompasses just all. It encompasses all, which means that even as if, if you were to write out a version of your highest self today and in five years you checked off every single thing on that list, you would still be imperfect. So you want to find a way to become that highest version of yourself while embracing all of the imperfections because they are part of you and they are a necessary part of you. And if you are, if you are looking for perfection, you are shutting off parts of yourself. You are telling parts of you that they are not good enough so they are not welcome here but that causes more problems so your highest version of yourself which by the way is ever evolving as you grow because until the day we pass back to spirit until the day we die we are ever evolving So that highest version of ourself is ever evolving. So as that highest version of yourself evolves and as you evolve over time, you're always going to be reaching new levels and there's always going to be new layers to heal. There's always going to be new things to deepen into. This is a soul evolution. And this 
transpires from lifetime to lifetime. So as you understand the direction you are going more and how your highest self is guiding you, it can help you to embody your highest self here now and today. And you want to get very clear on, again, on who that highest version of yourself is. How do they react to conflict? Do they love people openly? Do they live with their heart open? Do they get caught up in drama? Do they get caught up in fear? How do they serve the world? How are they sharing their gifts with the world? And remember that when I ask questions like that, it doesn't have to be about work. Your, your gifts and service to the world might be being a mom. It might be whenever you walk into a grocery store, smiling at people and making an impact like that. And it might be running your own business. Your gifts are not limited. So don't, don't limit yourself. Don't limit your possibilities. But understanding that highest version of yourself allows you to take aligned action here, now, and today. Because remember, even though... Time, so time's not linear. Especially when we are dealing with spirit, with our souls, it is not linear. But we like to think it is. But truthfully, it's not. So even though we are striving and moving towards being that highest version of ourselves, we are also already that highest version of ourselves. Things are happening, things are happening simultaneously. And where love comes in and where you can lead and lead your life from love is when you understand that things are happening simultaneously. You understand that highest version of yourself and how that version of you wants you to show up. And this is, this is all about embracing your full power as a soul. You know, I would say most of us live at maybe 10% power, 10% brightness. It's like we're on a dimmer switch and we, we dim our light to feel comfortable. But when we start working with that highest version of ourselves, who we're becoming, we start allowing our dimmer switch to get brighter and then we'll dim it again. And this is where our choices come in. It's like each choice you make, each choice you make brightens or dims the amount of light that you are shining along that dimmer switch. And what we are working towards is full power and brightness. And that can only be achieved with love. So if you've seen it on my Instagram, my intention for 2021 is that every action I take this year be an act of love. And I invite you to do this with me.
So what do I mean by this? You know, rather than doing things like to-do lists or knowing the things that I have to do for business and for life and for all of these things, I am no longer treating the things that I do like tasks. I'm approaching them from a different energetic perspective. So for example, my to-do lists are now an active love list. And the reason that I'm making this shift is because I hit resistance. I do. I'm human. I hit resistance a lot and I have to move through it. But when I choose to move through it as this is an act of love, even when I am feeling no motivation, I would rather be an ostrich and go stick my head in the sand and be like, yep, I'm just going to do this today. I can still look at what things should be done or need to be done and complete them as acts of love. You know, a really good example, something that oh, I struggle with, and this is a struggle that I know many other coaches and entrepreneurs struggle with, and even people in general. You know, you see those those memes where people will like randomly something something around like texting a friend. It's like, sorry, I didn't respond to you for like four weeks. I just checked out. <laughs> um, that that's something that a lot of people struggle with where they don't have the energetic capacity or they feel that they don't have the energetic capacity to respond to messages, to nurture relationships in the way that they get nurtured nowadays. You know, it was different back in the olden days when we didn't have technology like this, where we didn't have cell phones and emails and all of this because it was whoever called their landline, that was great. And it was right in front of us. And if it wasn't in front of us, well, then we have the the space and the time freedom. Now, it is important to cultivate that space and time freedom in in your everyday life, even with technology. And truthfully, I treat my cell phone like a landline. Like I have certain times when I am not home, even if my cell phone's on me. I'm not home. I ain't checking messages. I ain't doing stuff. This is landline time. And that is how, for me, I create energetic boundaries. But where I can get caught up, and this is where a lot of, like I said, people, entrepreneurs, other coaches, they can get caught up as well, is when you are expected to respond when you have a lot of responses coming in, when you have a lot of messages, when you have a lot of people that are requesting bits of your energy, you can feel overwhelmed. And what can happen is you're like, okay, I don't feel like I can look at these messages today. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes around. You're still feeling like you don't have the energetic capacity to deal with messages. So you wait another day and then all of a sudden you've looked and it's like, it's a week or two weeks and you're like, oh shit, where did that time go? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And then 
the guilt comes in, the anxiety comes in because you're like, well, now I just done fucked up, son. I done fucked up. I didn't respond to messages. People are going to think I'm flaky. People are going to think this. People are going to think that. And all of these judgments roll in. I get it. I mean, I've been there. This is a pattern that I have worked on and continue to work on overcoming, especially as I grow in responsibility. And, you know, I'll be very honest. I have held myself back in many ways because I have been afraid of taking on more responsibility and having to deal with the energetic capacity of that. But this is where treating something like an act of love takes the pressure off. Rather than I have to respond to these messages, I have to message my friend, I have to do this, I have to do that. I have to complete this. I have to send this email. I have to do all of these things. I have to go to work. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. Rather than that, you are looking at those things that you quote unquote have to do. And yes, while they do need to get done, you're changing the energetic frequency. So now responding to a message is an act of love. Sending that email is an act of love. Helping that person at work is an act of love. Getting those groceries is an act of love. Doing the laundry is an act of love. Exercising is an act of love. And when you treat it like an act of love, it takes the burden off of it. Because when we allow ourselves to give love, No matter how much love we give, we are always equally, if not more, like receiving more in return. We are always receiving love in return. So those things energize us. They motivate us. They inspire us. They move us forward on our soul's journey. Because we are no longer questioning things. We are no longer feeling the pressures of shoulds. Doing things and treating them like an act of love empowers us. And it actually increases our energetic capacity to handle things. And this is where you can fully tune in to what you need. So maybe today, as you're listening to this, you have a list of messages that you need to get back to. And maybe today, the biggest act of love you can do is to take care of yourself. And then tomorrow, because you allowed yourself to take care of yourself today, you as an act of love respond to each of those messages. And maybe it's flipped. Maybe today you're feeling resistance. But you say to yourself, this is an act of love. 
and an act of love does not deplete me. So I'm going to finish off these messages today. Maybe in the middle of, mess of those groups of messages, you take a break as an act of love for yourself. This is all about filling yourself up. This is about replenishing yourself and giving that love to the world. Remember too that we always reflect back to ourselves. The world reflects back to us what we are putting out. If we are putting out resistance and fear and heaviness and overwhelm and feelings of being burdened, tired, we are going to have that energy reflected back to us. But the more we can put out love, the more we receive in return. The more love is reflected back to us. And remember that love permeates all things. Love is not just romantic. It is not just familial. Love is in everything. Love is in absolutely everything. And we can choose to take up that power of love or not. It is our choice. So I invite you, especially if you come across resistance, if you have trouble with to-do lists, I invite you to do things as an act of love. And I want to know how it's going for you. So as you embark upon this shifting of your perspective and the way you do things, I want to know how it's going. How is it changing your relationship to your resistance, to your energy? So if you have any questions on this, message me on Instagram or Facebook or email. It's in the show notes. I would love to guide you deeper into this, answer any questions you may have. And if you are feeling like you are ready to go, just ready to really rock this year to start bringing your, your goals, your desires into fruition, then book a Theta Healing with me so that we can get help you get out of your own way. We can help you heal the blocks that you have, the wounds that are holding you back so that you can be feeling really empowered, really aligned and connected and just living your best life. So you can book a Theta Healing by going to my website, AnastasiaBurtnick.com or by clicking on the link in my bio on Facebook or Instagram. And I can't wait to see you in my calendar. And I will see you guys on the next episode. I love you so, so much. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. 
I'll see you on the next episode.